0: Hey hey, and welcome back or welcome to the Talks with Three podcast. I'm your host Sabrina Simmons, folks. I hope you are all doing well. It is good to see you. Uh, for those of you who are new to the podcast, Talks with Three is a biweekly podcast where I share bits and pieces of my life, you know, words of encouragement and a few nuggets of wisdom. Uh, sometimes I'm joined in by guests on the series like Outside Looking In or A Leap of Faith. If this sounds like something you're interested in, if this sounds like a bit of your jam, please feel free to follow along the podcast and let's journey together. Now, switching gears, folks, I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, Sweet November has ended. My favorite month, the best month of the year, <laughs> and we're right in the thick of December, the last month of the year, the last month of 2023. Um, as is customary, and I'm sure your flood, you know, your social media timelines are flooded with a lot of talk of, you know, how to finish the, the year. Right? Are we going to finish strong? What are we going to do to finish the year? So many things. Um, I say whatever your plans are. If you want to finish the year strong, do that. If you want to finish the year heal, do that. And if you want to finish the year appreciating all the lessons that you've learned throughout 2023, you can do that too. Folks, however you decide to finish the year, wherever you are in your journey, remember that the path you're on is yours alone. And a lot of times, you know, we get caught up in looking at everybody else's journey, but what you should really do is trust the process and continue to walk in faith. So that being said, we're walking in faith. See what we're doing? We're walking in faith. We're leaping in faith. Guys, Leap of Faith is back. <laughs> I know I mentioned it in the last episode of our podcast that we'd be, I'd be having a very special guest on the Leap of Faith um, series. And I kept my word. And we were able to work out our schedule stuff. (laughs) But Leap of Faith is back. Uh, For those of you who are new to the Leap of Faith journey, Leap of Faith is a space where folks are being, you know, I interview folks who have either taken a significant shift in their life, be it switching their careers, moving to another country, moving to another state or they could be like me and starting something they've always wanted to do. Hello, podcast. (laughs) Uh, My guest today is Madison Millwood. Madison is a dynamic individual with a multifaceted background. As a second year medical student at at the American University of Antigua College of Medicine, Madison is dedicated in her pursuit of knowledge in the field of medicine. Her academic career began at Binghamton University in upstate New York where she earned her bachelor's degree of science in biology biology, showcasing her commitment to the biological sciences. Beyond her academic pursuits Madison holds a certification as a personal trainer highlighting her interest in promoting physical well-being and a healthy lifestyle. Sports play, play a significant role in Madison's life. She enjoys playing soccer and basketball. Uh, these activities contribute to her physical fitness and, her, and reflect her passion for teamwork, strategy, and a competitive spirit. In her leisure time, Madison enjoys singing, in, singing and, actively involved, and is actively involved in the Grace International Ministries Praise and Worship Ministry. Engaging in music, musical activities like singing allows her to express herself creatively, And provides an opportunity to put her faithful heart into action. Madison, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, thank you for having me.
0: You are so welcome, Um, guys. You know I'm going to come with the backstory. So, when I was thinking of guests uh, to interview for the next Leap of Faith um, episode, um, Madison just came my spirit. Um, I've known Madison all her life, um, and in that time, I've watched her grow into this impressive young woman who, as her bio stated, is driven and purposeful, and so I gave her a call. Actually, I texted her, and I was like, hey, Madison, it's Sabrina. I've got a question for you. Can I give you a call? And she's like, yeah, sure, <laughs> and I just like to say the rest is history, so today we're going to talk about Madison's leap of faith uh, story, one that I think is inspirational, not only to me, but to anyone who really, if you find yourself called to something, right, if you find yourself, you have a desire to achieve something, you're like, okay, this is my dream. This is what I want to do. You know, what do you do when your dreams require you to leave your family, your friends, and everything that's comfortable? (laughs) Um, You know, what do you do? I say you do like Madison and you take the leap. So Madison, before we get into the meat and potatoes of this whole journey that you embarked on, give us a little backstory, right? Give us a backstory on your pre-journey. When did you know that pursuing medicine is something that you wanted to do?
1: Yeah, um, of course, um, so I think a lot of it had to do with um, the school I went to. I went to Baldwin High School, and the school had um, something called academies. So they separated the academies based on um, professions and careers. So they had a business academy, medical academy, um, I forget um, engineering, you know, entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. They had all of those categories, and you were like allowed to test all of them out. Oh, basically as like an elective. Um, So you could choose like two and or your favorite two, rank them and they would kind of like put you in. So I chose medicine being that my mom was a nurse. So it was always something I was privy to Mm -hmm. um, and the entrepreneurship um, from my dad's side. Mm -hmm. um, And I just took a liking to medicine. We were able to like learn how to place IVs at a very early time, like on a mannequin. And I was like, yeah, this is it right here. Like, this is it for me. And I was like, okay, I'm in this. So from then on, I was put in the medical academy. So along with my regular school work and like, you know, sports, I was able to take medical academy classes, go to um, these like conferences that Mm -hmm. spearheaded like research in medicine. And it just sparked Mm -hmm. my interest from like a really, really young age. So I give a lot of credit to my school for like Mm -hmm. spearheading that. That was like new at the time. I'm sure it's like very implemented now and they have a bunch of new stuff. But I was able to get introduced to medicine at a young age. And I think from then, like everything just like flourished. So shout out to Baldwin high school. Shout out to Baldwin
0: high school. <laughs> Baldwin high school. I was going to say, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned that, you know, you're privy to like the medical field being that mm-hmm. like, your mom's a nurse and your dad's, you know, that has that entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah, And I, I, I in as you said that in my head, it's just like, wait, it's the battle of the, it's the right. battle of the careers. And, you know, in this corner, your dad's like, come on, medicine, you've got I this know. entrepreneurship. <laughs> and then your mom was like, it's okay, baby, you, medicine yeah. is it. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, medicine just won out. So what was it about it? Like, you talked about the fact that it just being privy to that program and, and, and taking a liking to medicine, but what really piqued your interest like what 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 called you even more
1: yeah I think I think I definitely my mom I think I owe my mom that like from a young age we would go into her hospital and she would walk through and she'd be like this is my daughter Madison and she's introducing me to everybody but I'm seeing like those offices and I'm seeing those those beds and IVs and and those lines being placed and I'm hearing the ECG beep and I'm like
0: what is this like this Mm -hmm. is
1: kind of like you know this is like something inside of me is like like, find out more about this. Like, you know what I mean? Um, and I think when something is planted inside of you, I don't know how it got there. I don't know Mm -hmm. who did it and it's watered a little bit. I think that's what kind of happened in that moment that I just started to see, like, this is what I want to do. My mom would always expose me to it. I don't know that she knew what she was doing at the time, but I think she knew and saw something in me, maybe some type of I don't know. I'm. I, I would have to ask, but she saw something, exposed me to it, and it just sparked. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Kind of like when you take a liking to something. Yeah. Um. I just. I just took a liking to it, and I saw how things change when people are able to have some type of knowledge that you know takes years and years to acquire, but mm-hmm. once you have it, you can kind of change people's lives. And that was something that I was like, I have to be a part of. I. I need to be a part of that. And from then on. My mom has been with me every step of the way and I, I I owe her everything.
0: I love it. Um, I, I, you said something about just Mm -hmm. exposure, right. And also you had that seed planted, right? Like you didn't know why this area, this field is is just calling you, right. You, I don't like blood. (laughs) I don't like blood. Like I think had the rules been switched. I'd be like, no, girl, we ain't doing this. Uh, But there was something that you came into the hospitals. You're like, wow, this is interesting. What's this, this, this curiosity that you had kept being peaked and kept being prodded as you got even more exposed. And then thankfully, you know, your school had this program that even allowed you to say, wait a minute, there's something here, Right. right? So we went to Baldwin, you know, they had this program, you got exposed, shout out to mommy. Um, and, you know, being that catalyst, give us, give us more. We okay. got to Bimington and it's just like, okay, I got to medicine is it. This is how I'm going to pursue it. What was your plan and how did yeah. you go for it?
1: Yeah. Binghamton. So I go to Binghamton. Binghamton is a, a big school as far as um medic medicine and research as well, and
0: mm-hmm. those are two
1: big things that are a part of the um med school application process. So it was kind of like a perfect pit, um perfect fit.
0: Mm-hmm. Also,
1: my parents went there, so I mean, that's all. <laughs> what else is new? Right.
0: Um, so they
1: kind they they knew kind of where I should be to get where I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. So I started um in Binghamton. Majority of the population of Binghamton is biology majors, pre medical students. So you're surrounded by a flood of people who are kind of in the same goal as you. They're they're tr- they're trying to get the same in the same place, trying to get through those same doors. Um, so that's that's really good. At least I felt that way because I didn't see it really as competition. I just said, "What are you doing?" Let me do that, too. What did, mm-hmm. um you know, your friend who's two years above us, what are they doing
2: mm-hmm.
1: right now that I can kind of get a head start on or keep in the back of my head so I know what I need to be doing ahead of time? So I get to Binghamton. I'm surrounded by all these people who are kind of in the same range as me. And I just found that to be so extremely helpful. There were a ton of advisors and opp- um, opportunities um, for research, especially mm-hmm. that I found to be very helpful. Um, but college also came with the challenges as well. Like those classes were insanely hard. <laughs> Organic chemistry don't get me started. Like right. I this really day, I cannot tell you anything about it but I made it through um, just with the help of others, tutors, never being afraid to ask for help. That was a mm-hmm. big thing I learned in college. Like yeah. please reach out for help for tutors. You're never too stupid. You're never mm-hmm. too smart to ask for help. Everybody needs help. And that's something I learned that I felt um kind of spearheaded my my trajectory and helped me get as far, you know, as I am today. Um, I think I can tend to be too independent to a fault almost. Mm-hmm. learning to ask for help was something that I felt like really propelled me and trajected me. So um throughout college it was always, you know, it came with struggles, being right. away. It was four four hours away. So it was away. Um, I was away at that time as well. Yeah. But just trying to stay as involved as possible. I, I, I like
0: that. And I will say listening to you talk about um just seeing your peers two years ahead and saying to yourself, Hey, let me find out what they're doing. I would say your background in sports played a part in that because um, you looked at the folks in your, you know core or your year, your quad, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, that cohort of people, you didn't see them as oh, these are the enemy or this is like the opposing team. You're like, no, we're on, we're in this team. Yeah. And what we need to figure out is how are we going to make it? And you use those, um, that, that concept, those sporting concept, that skill and you transferred that competitive nature. You can, you can, you know, you transferred that knowledge, that life skill knowledge from just playing sports and being, you know, as a part of a team and you moved it into your academics. And just from our conversation and just from knowing you, I know that you're extremely disciplined. I know that you, you know, you're driven, you're independent, like you said, but Mm -hmm. one of the lessons you learned is never being afraid to ask for help. Um, and I think you should applaud yourself for that. That's that's pretty self. A lot of people yeah. <laughs> who are not your age don't know how to ask for help. Yeah, so the fact that you're able to identify that at such an early age is already putting you in to the position to mm-hmm. continue going forward and continuing to be great. Um, so you graduated, Bimington. Mm-hmm. Happy day! We're so excited. The process started. Walk me through the process because yeah, I, you know. We need to know how is it with applying for medical school and what does that look like and what was going through your mind at that time? Definitely. Okay. I'll let you know everything. Um, This
1: is where it started getting rocky Mm. right around this time, you know? So you're getting, you're like in your junior, senior year. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, okay, you're not going to be up under a dorm room much longer. What are you going to do? Mm -hmm. I knew what I wanted to do. I did not know how I was going to get there. There Mm -hmm. is so, there are so many obstacles as far as medical school applications, medical mm-hmm. school acceptances, medical school in general, like it's just a big brick wall, it can seem like externally. Um, so my process was, was a bit different. I intentionally wanted to go to school in the United States. Mm-hmm. I wanted to apply to schools close to home. I didn't mm-hmm. want to leave. I wanted to be around my family, my church, right. like what I know you know i wanted to be around that um however i have a mother who um sees ahead and and i was graced with great parents who know ultimately what is best for me right and uh, what um being that my mom works in a hospital she was around a lot of doctors who didn't go to school in the united states so she was okay. surrounded by a lot of um doctors who went to school in grenada um Antigua, Bermuda, like Mm -hmm. a lot of those, you know, states and they're in the hospitals working amongst her. She said, well, if they can go away and do it, my child can do the same thing. And she introduced me to that. See, I didn't see that because I was at school, but she saw something that I wasn't able to see Mm -hmm. and put me kind of in that mind frame. Um, I did give her some bite back. I did not want to go away. I said, no, thank you. And she said, we're going to try again tomorrow. And she just kept pushing me. She said, Submit your application wow. um, to the um, the Caribbean medical schools. I actually mm-hmm. did not apply to any U.S. schools. Okay, I applied to post-baccalaureate programs, which are these two-year, some of them offer a master's in like a specialized, maybe like a biomedical sciences or whatever, mm-hmm. and it just specializes you in something to kind of build your GPA okay. and make you a more competitive med school applicant. Okay. So typically, it's two years. Some mm-hmm. programs you, offer you a master's. A lot of the programs, at least in New York, didn't. So, mm-hmm. um, And then you would then apply to a med school cycle.
2: Okay. Um,
1: what the Caribbean schools offered me was a chance to go immediately after graduating undergraduate mm-hmm. university. Okay. Um, and that's that's the path I took. I applied to the American University of Antigua, you know, same process. You oh, know, oh, wait, 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 before you, before yeah.
0: you your mom was like, girl, we're gonna do this. Oh, yeah. oh, right. Yeah. And you're like, Okay, that's wonderful. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. That's great. Love you. Right. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um what when when it when it got to the point where it was like, Oh, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna do this. Yeah. Because I, I want folks to understand yeah. one you're really close to your family, close-knit family, yeah. you know, like tight, right? And you went away four hours away. Granted, it's four hours away, but you're still in the United States. So yep. it's like, all right, I could just drive four hours and I'll make it back. No New problem. York, you know, still right? in, New still York. in New York. Yeah. yeah. Um, and your mom was like, girl, I, I see it. You're like, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, but I could see it here. And she's like, "Yeah, no, I can yeah. get there, right? Yeah. When 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 you finally accepted, right? Because you could have got you you could have gotten the acceptance letter and still say I'm not doing it, right? right?
1: Right? Right? When
0: it got to the moment that you were like, "Oh, I think, I think I'm gonna have to do this." When, when it got to that moment, it's like, "Okay, I I'm gonna do this." Mm-hmm. Not because mommy said so, but because mm-hmm. I finally see, I finally see the vision. Right. What, <laughs> what was going on with you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you as I said before, like I, that wasn't my first option. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm, mm. and um, I'm like getting through the process and I'm realizing like, if this is something you're willing to do or you mm-hmm. want to do that bad, you're going to do whatever it takes, like
2: mm-hmm.
1: whatever it takes. Like you have to go through the highs, the lows, mm-hmm. you're in and there. And I feel like the, nature of medicine is Mm -hmm. like that so I feel like it just prepared me I was able to see like this is just preparing you for what medicine is actually going to be because you can match anywhere around the world Mm -hmm. you have to go you have to be willing to go you have to be willing to get there how bad do you want to be a doctor Mm -hmm. that bad go to Antigua and that's just kind of what was going through my head like is that ideal no will you not see your family for six months yeah, will you miss them? Absolutely. Do you want to be a doctor? Yes. Right. And essentially, that's really what it came down to. I actually made a pros and cons list because I'm very like um, visual and I like to like write out. Yeah. Um, like just kind of what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. And it, this, it was like it was just a hard time for me. And and you know, it's the transition out of college, so it's just like nobody really knows what they're doing when they're coming right. out of college. And the pros of going to school out of the country and pursuing medicine. Farly outweighed staying in and possibly delaying the process. Mm. Um, so I'm always grateful to my mom for seeing that ahead of me. And that's why you have parents. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what, what parents are for. And I'm yeah. just grateful to have um, great ones. The ones that are right for me that know yeah. me and what I'm capable of. Um, they know my personality. They knew mm-hmm. I could handle it. I knew I could handle it too. Right. And, and I and at that point it clicked. I'm like, I just got to go. I was nervous. I was scared, but you know, I, it clicked. Like yeah. I said, I got to do this. Okay. I want it that bad. I like, I, I like
0: that. It, one, it clicked, yeah. but it also, your mom saw it. Right. Mm-hmm. And you being you, right. You write the pros and cons list. Mm-hmm. I, I write a lot. Like I'm here <laughs> taking notes because I yeah, can't yeah, yeah. help. Um, but you wrote the pros and cons list, and then you said, "You asked yourself questions, Madison, how badly do you want this? Yeah bad What are you willing to do for it what it whatever it takes right and well, it's taking you going to Antigua. Are you going to do it? okay, yeah, so in that moment, you just it just clicked for you, right, and you stopped necessarily, I wouldn't say fighting, but you stopped delaying right no
1: essentially it was a fight though yeah
0: it was yeah you stopped delaying the the process so you know it's boohoo you you accepted it and the time was coming to leave yeah how did you one handle the the Process leading up to you hopping on the plane, mm-hmm. leaving? And then how was the transition when you finally arrived in Antigua, looked at your dorm room, and was like, okay. Yeah. There's no mommy here. <laughs> There's no daddy here. My sister's mm, FaceTime. Yeah. It was just literally you and your dorm room and dorm mate or whatnot. How was that for you?
1: Yeah. Okay. Let's get into that. All right. So, <laughs> so, okay. So what was, what threw, I guess, threw me off a little bit was that my family went with me down there. Okay. so Not like vacation at first. Right. Mm-hmm. So leading up to it, you know, I have all my stuff, all my belongings are packed up. They sent out a list of everything you need about living in another country, bug spray, mesh nets, you know, everything. So just getting adjusted into that, mm-hmm. like just, Researching, researching, living in—I'm that type of person. I like YouTube everything before I go. Yeah. So, like I'm, I'm like, looking at everything, and I'm excited. I'm like, living on an island will be cool. You mm-hmm. can go to the beach. It'll be fun. And I went down with my family. Mm-hmm. Um, we get on the plane. So I'm cool. Everything's good. My family's here. My mm-hmm. sisters is here. Mom and dad. Everything's good. Um, so we, you know, we stay at this little resort and I haven't been to the school yet. I also mm-hmm. started school during COVID. So we were still like on mm-hmm. Yeah. So you didn't actually, you weren't required to go down to the Island for my first semester of medical school. Okay. Um, I just don't see medical school at home online being like working for me as a person. Mm-hmm. So, so I definitely, I was like, I have to go. Right. Um, so I, um, so I hadn't gone to the school yet because everything was kind of online. So I was still, you know, orientation over the computer, still with family. Everything's good. Mm-hmm. Then it's moving day. All right. So we're moving everything in. We roll up to the <laughs> the school and I'm just seeing like palm trees. Like mm-hmm. it's super hot. Like, oh, my God, it's like painfully hot. Moving the stuff up the stairs, no elevators. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's I mean, a difference. it yeah. sounds trivial, but like it, no, that's, a big, that's a big thing a big difference you know moving tons and tons of stuff upstairs as opposed to you know it was just different everything was just different
0: because the comforts of going to school in the united states is there's still certain amenities first world problems as we like to say right that you're you have access to but going to a different country whether it's english speaking or not there's still an adjustment right so
1: right right mm-hmm. so the, the first adjustment heat second adjustment no elevators third we walked again. the the dorm the dorm room was really nice so i mm-hmm. i do appreciate that that was good um so it moved everything in and then like you said parents leave it's also covid so there's not many people right on the island at the school at the time
2: mm-hmm. so
1: that was also a, a big adjustment for me like I I sleep my first night in the dorm and I'm like, where is everybody? I, right. I feel like kind of like lonely. I'm used to like noises. I'm hearing, you know, somebody's TV in the other room and, and you yeah. know, people are around you. I just heard, um, what is it? Lizards? Echoes? Crickets? Like, I'm just like, what is this? Right. I don't know what these are. I'm a little bit scared. Mm-hmm. It's so hot. I don't want to turn on my AC for so long because I'm going to run up my bill. Right. Like, it's just like all those things are coming you know into fruition for me and I'm like Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can do this like I was like I don't know about this um and you know it it was definitely an adjustment for me I was I was I was really shocked Mm -hmm. I was really stunned and it wasn't too many people um there at the time so Mm -hmm.
0: so you're
1: lonely at first I'm not gonna lie to you yeah
0: I mean that's that's a normal emotion like you said it felt like a vacation because your family was there mm-hmm. and then everyone had to go. And on top of that, it's, it's COVID, right? Right. So we, we talk about being here in COVID and the experiences that we had. However, what was the experience like? Like, you know, because it is lonely. Like what was the experience like for you being there and not having anyone loneliness is, it's a normal feeling to have. Right. Um, So I know that um, your faith is very huge to you. It, you know, is the first thing in your life. How did your faith play a part um, during that that process?
1: Yeah, um, it played the part. It was Mm -hmm. the only part, you know what I mean? Um, When you're kind of, when I'm with my family or just around people, you kind of feel like you're good, you're covered. Everything is good. Your mom's here, dad's here, everything's covered. It's it's kind of for me not till you're alone that you realize like you kind of got to do this on your own. Mom mm-hmm. and dad are not here to cover you, sister's not here to bail bail you out, whatever the case may be. And that that relationship that you built with God all these years, mm-hmm. it, it should have never been. It, it's really not tucked away, but now it's even more ever present.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just you and Him. You know what I mean? That's where I felt like my relationship with with God was the strongest especially, um, at that time, because I'm trying to figure things out. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's only one way I'm getting through this and that's just with God. So I spent a lot of time like praying and I, um, would always be like in my room and I would just lay down mm-hmm. and I'm like praying. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I would doze off a little bit. and I'm like, all right, all right, I'm praying, <laughs> you know, just tired, yeah. you know, just be honest. Like, and I'm like, I, I need you right now like I don't know anybody here I'm all alone I'm asking for your guidance I need you to guide me Mm -hmm. I don't know where I'm going and I need just just lead me follow I'll follow you whatever you want me to do I'll do it I need your protection I'm in a new area Mm -hmm. I don't know anybody here just protect me from any dangers you know and I just ask for his guidance and protection and I just ask him for the motivation and strength just to get through medical school within itself just Mm -hmm. of how taxing it is those are like the three things um majoritively and the last thing I really asked God for was um to have his way in my life I was taught from a young age just to let God have his way um because what he has in store is just so much greater than you can think mm. that took me hard, like a really that that was hard for me to understand because I'm like I know what I want like Jesus just Add in what you can, and let's make right. it right. Was, you know I mean? was
0: that like your your, <laughs> you know, like they talk about come to Jesus moments? Yeah, like you being there now. You know, you're there, and you're like, all right, God, you said no good thing we withhold from me. Yeah. Okay, God, you know, okay, my parents are like, you know, Madison, like, don't worry, God has something great for you. You yeah. know. Your mom is like, girl, I see the future. I yeah. see MD behind the name. Like, you know, everything is there. Yeah. And it's one thing, people always say it's one thing to be like, Oh, here the testimonies are here. Yeah. Folks tell you of like how good God is. But to actually know Yeah that for yourself. Yeah. You experienced that in Antigua. Definitely. And it was just through prayers, yeah.
1: Oh, definitely. Prayers, even like Sometimes I wouldn't even describe it as praying. Like I'm actually mm-hmm. talking to Jesus, like yeah. as if like we're on the phone. I'm like, hey, yeah. how are you, <laughs> so, girl? I'm, listen, like you know what I mean. Ooh. And I feel like the have your way means so much more when you don't know your way. It's so easy to say have like it's so easy to say have your way when you feel like you know what's going on. So oh, it's like, for sure. oh my God, just do whatever. Yeah. But when you don't know where you're going, I just feel like it hits so much different. I don't know anybody here. I don't know what I'm doing here or how I got to yeah. Lord, have your way. Right. Please. Yeah. I don't know where I'm going. Like, just have your way. And yeah. I feel like that's when I was able to realize, like, that's what that means.
0: Because you that's just what had that. That's that. for me. You yeah. You just have the, you. what you have is, you have the faith that he is going to do something good. Okay. You're, you already started leaping. You can't right. see where the ground is. Right. <laughs> That's what a leap is. You're like, is the ground there? I don't know. Yeah. But I'm a leap and I'm asking you to have your way. You said something so true, right? Mm-hmm. When you ask God to have your way and you know, you're like, oh, okay, I can see where the road is. Yeah. All right. I got some idea. But it's a different thing when you're like, God, have your way. Yeah. And you can't see the way.
1: Yeah. And I, I get. I get why it's maybe could be considered cliche because this is something that happens to everybody. Mm-hmm. It's, everything is cliche for a reason. Like cliches are cliches because everybody has experienced it. everybody can use oh, yeah. it. It's just a matter of when is it your turn? And that was my that's turn. That. that was my turn to ask God to have his way. And you keep saying, have your way. And that next person will say, oh, that's what she meant. Have, and they'll say it, have your way. Mm-hmm. And You get on Sabrina's podcast and you say, have your way. And the people listening are like, oh, that's what you mean. Have your way. You know what I mean? So I just felt like that was my time to Mm ask. That's something my parents actually, my dad specifically, like he taught me um, just one day, like on the couch. And sometimes you think like your kids aren't listening. If there are any parents Mm -hmm. listening, like your kids are listening. Like they may be a little bit irritated with you, (laughs) but like they're listening and there'll come a time where like, They'll unlock that box that they locked it away in, mm. and it it'll come back to them. And everything you plant in your I'm not a parent, obviously, but I'm just saying like as from yeah. a kid's perspective, yeah.
2: like,
1: they're listening, and it'll come out when it's necessary. And I I just I think my parents I know I talk about them a lot, but you I still. I, get I them, they, give them give them the flowers well, get them the flowers. Yeah, they play an important role, so yeah. I just gotta give him thanks for that. So that's where my faith, you know, really, really stepped in and continued to step in. Cause it didn't right. like die down after. It didn't like get any easier after. You know what I mean? It wasn't a quick fix.
0: It right. wasn't like, you know constant right. Constant renewing of the mind, constant right. constant prayer of have your way. Have yeah. your way. Did you have any, you know? <laughs> I um people have like little i wouldn't say mantras or little sayings right like um oh my god words of affirmation mm-hmm. right um did you have anything that you would use to kind of remind yourself for me like whenever even if i'm not going any- through anything um i'm always like just saying it's going to be okay mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter what I'm like, it's going to be okay. Sabrina, it's going to be okay. And just saying it over and over again helps me to remember it's going to be okay. One, because I know God is going to take care of it, but sometimes you need to say things to yourself out loud to kind of reaffirm yeah. what you already know up here. So mm-hmm. did you have any little affirmations that you would tell yourself or write to yourself? Yeah. I, I mean, we, we had
1: like this exercise at school and affirmations was a big thing about it because there's Mm -hmm. so much power in saying things out loud. Mm -hmm. So they would like, they would make you like write things down, but more to what you're talking about. I felt like I would always say, you're not supposed to understand.
2: Mm. Like I would always say that that.
1: because I always felt like I was in a predicament that I, I was like, why is this happening? Like, but what I found peace in knowing is that you're not you're just not supposed to understand. Like that concept of God's plan surpasses your understanding, his knowledge mm. surpasses your understanding. Yeah. Whatever he has in store for you, you're just not supposed to understand it. And you're just supposed to, like I said before, let him have his will and his way in your mm. life, and you'll move into whatever he has called you for.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the the point of view I feel like not understanding. Is so that you don't get in the way of yourself, kind of, you know what I mean? Like, if you understand things, you're going to try and maneuver right. and, and find shortcuts and get in the way of mm-hmm. kind of whatever. The reason you're not supposed to understand is, it's for him to do. It's for right. it's his work, not yours.
0: Ooh, so, I love that.
1: I found a lot of peace in like that. Like you're, you're just not supposed to understand.
0: I, yeah. I love that. I, I, I can't tell you, I'm going to, I'm stealing that. I'm stealing that. Um, <laughs> But I love that, right? Yeah. You're not supposed to understand one, because, you know, God's doing his thing, his ways are not our ways. Mm-hmm. But two, so you don't get in your own way. Yeah. Because sometimes we're trying to help God. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, okay, all right, so you said we're going to do this, no problem. And let me just help you move this over to the corner right here because I think it'll look better centered instead of off to the left. And guys, like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> right it's No, like, no. Hey. yeah you're just Girl. supposed to understand I, 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 I think I'm that type of person I want to know the ins and outs I want to mm-hmm. know the ups and downs and everything about it and mm-hmm. if I hadn't had something like that come to my mind I would have been trying to solve things that don't even have answers <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know what I mean like you're just not supposed to Understand, and in medicine, and when you get rejected from things, mm-hmm. and you don't understand why you didn't match, or or you don't understand why you didn't pass this test, like mm-hmm. you're just not supposed to understand. But it's preparing you for something else, and I find a lot of peace in that, like a lot of peace.
0: I love that. I, I oh my gosh, Madison, I can't tell you how much I like. This is why I like doing yeah. these interviews. One yep. because. Your story needs to be shared, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I remember talking to you and telling you how, as I was, you know, just thinking about it, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, do people really understand, mm-hmm. you know, this young woman has this dream and, you know, we can all see it. And, you know, again, shout out to the parents, um, shout out to mommy with the vision, right? um, you you allowed yourself to humble yourself, yeah, to allow what your parents saw, even though you couldn't see it, right? Mm-hmm. And that's it. It really mirrors how God is with us, mm-hmm. right? And how again, you're not supposed to understand. Like you're like Ma, but I I could really she's like girl, you're not supposed to understand. <laughs> I, I
2: see. <laughs>
0: It, it it works right yeah, yeah. um but the reason why this is important is because there's somebody there who needs to know your story so that they can know hey you're in this journey right here but you're not supposed to understand why this is happening right. just trust the process literally and get out of your own way Just the process right literally. um Girl, I love that. Oh my! You, you, if I could just, if you could see what's bubbling on the inside, I really wish you could because I, I love it. Um, you know what would you say? Because we talk about yeah. it's one thing to go to medical school. Oh lord, one thing to go to medical school. We know it's hard, right? Like it's hard. It's mm-hmm. just but you went to medical school during COVID, right? And I forgot about that. that mm-hmm. COVID's in the back of my mind. Um. But what would you say is the most important trait, right? Somebody's listening to this podcast, they're like, oh, medicine mm-hmm. could do it. I could do it too. You know, hey, black girl, like all this thing. Like they all these things, right? What would you what would you say is the most important trait or like strength that someone would need that you found in yourself, actually? Cause everybody's different. But what is the most important trait or strength that you found that has helped you embark on this journey? Discipline. Mm.
1: Discipline. 100% discipline. Um, doing things when you don't want to do it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, pushing yourself. Sticking, being consistent. I feel like those are all facets mm-hmm. of discipline. And especially when it comes to medicine, because of, let's say, the density. Yeah, I, I always say that medicine is really not extremely difficult. I think that it's something everybody can understand. I think the way med school administers and teaches and the influx of how much work it is, is that's where they get people. Mm. And if you have discipline, you can understand it and you could conquer it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just how I feel about um, just the, the field of medicine. It's mm. a lot of waking up early, staying up late, reading the same thing over and over again until you get it, practicing It's just disappointing. And that's a a skill I felt like I got from sports. And that's why Mm -hmm. I always think, like always think everybody should do some type of, if it's not sports, some type of teamwork activity, something that requires you to be on a set schedule, practice, whatever. Because there's things I learned from basketball that I didn't even realize is what's pushing me to (laughs) to get through medical school.
0: That transferable skill. When
1: we practice for three hours Mm -hmm. after school, after, you know, after, after, then you can go to class and do the same after, after for those extra questions and extra studying. Like, you know what I mean? Just that discipline. Yeah. And that grit just to push through like pain, fatigue. We were out there dying on that. Court. <laughs> like I was tired. I was having cramps, right. Listen. like everything. And you know, it's the same thing apply. It's a different way, but it's the same like pressure. Same that. Part, so I would just say I would just say discipline is just so so important.
0: Like I, I I like that. I agree with it 100%. One of my favorite quotes um is that is consistency is better than perfection. Yeah. Right. People get caught up in oh it has to be perfect. No, it does not. <laughs> you just have to keep doing it. Yeah. Um, um, and I like what you said about the importance of people just getting involved in some kind of physical activity right yeah. even if it's going to the gym right going to the gym that takes consistency right I, I started like really actively going to the gym and working out and mm-hmm. when i started i was like oh i just want to look amazing in my clothes yeah my clothes. yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> so right. we're along the line like the first week i the first week i was like i don't know what i, I don't know what right I'm <laughs> and i remember coming home one day and just like I was at work and I was like, my body, I think my body is shutting down I'm early. I went home, took a nap, got up, and then I was like, boom, back to the gym. Right. And just kept going, kept going. Eventually, when you see yourself, like you say, you're practicing three hours, you're doing jump shots and all the pivots and whatnot. But when you see yourself, don't quote me, girl, you know, I'm I'm going to throw stuff out there. But when you see yourself improving, yeah, right, that's from the consistency. That's from the discipline. Yeah. When I see myself bench pressing stuff, I'm like, wait, girl, like, did we did we do this? Yeah. Did we did we increase our weight? Um, it makes such a difference, right? And a lot of times, like you said, with med school, what gets you is the fact that you really have to sit there yeah. and be disciplined.
1: That's really what it's all about.
0: It's a, I mean, that's the secret sauce, right? Yeah. To anything that you want to achieve in life. Yeah. Right. It takes discipline. Um you have been back now for some time. Mm-hmm. Um, we love having you back. <laughs> and I know that, you know, you you're you're in the process of doing girl, and I'm gonna let you explain it because mm-hmm. I don't wanna mess it up with right. my Layman terminology, but let me know what have you learned about yourself so far. Oh, that's a good question. What do I about myself? Um, I,
1: I've learned that I'm, I'm very independent.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I, I don't mind taking on new territory and new tasks. Um, I did learn how how to kind of you have to like branch out, like. I had to like seek out friendships, and you know, like be, coming from a close knit family. I think this is where I'm coming from. Coming mm-hmm. from a close knit family, you kind of have your you're built before. in, yeah. Your court, like you're good, yeah. Everything is <laughs> built in, right? So I learned how I guess dependent I was on you know my family, my sisters, and going away kind of helped me to learn that like there are good people out here who can help pour into you in ways that maybe your family you know Mm. but there's people out there that are supposed to teach you things and expose you to new things um they're not related to you they don't share but they care for you just as much they're good people and they're on the same road as you like they're trying to accomplish the same thing and i think that Mm. shared goal you know, not blood, not family, really? ties, but just that shared goal and going through kind of, you know, maybe being dramatic, but that trauma of med school together.
0: You can speak on it.
2: It you is what I mean? it is. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like just going through that together helps you realize that, like, there's people out there, you know, that those are your people. Those are your yeah. people too. You know, you have your family and you have your people. And I met like good friends out there, good, wholesome, God fearing people. Yeah. Same core values, people who believe in what you believe in, trying mm-hmm. to do the same thing, you know. I, I've learned that that's there. I, that's something I couldn't say I really knew before. Even in college, I didn't really learn that as much.
0: Because you always had your sisters.
1: I, even my sister, <laughs> I went to
0: undergrad with my sister as well. Yeah. Even she was there with me. Mm. Um, so you always had that, somebody. you've always had somebody, you've always had something like, Hey, yeah. oh, I don't kind of, it's okay. I got my sister Yeah, it's okay. in yeah. school. It's okay. I got my sisters. Right. Somebody's then, here we are. And it's like, wait yeah. a minute. I've got my sisters on FaceTime. Right. I need somebody right here right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know what else I learned? Um, there's different ways to the same, um, there's different ways to the same goal. Okay. Different paths to the same, you know. Yeah, goal. to the same goal. Um, I was so dead set on the quote-unquote correct way to medicine, which is mm. applying to a, a a U.S. med school, mm-hmm. going to med school, matching. You know, you know, just going through that process. And I took yeah. a totally different route. Mm-hmm. And you know, when I talk to people who go to school here, we're learning the same things. We yeah. just, do, we're just doing it in different areas. I'm learning different things being in, you know, Antigua, you know, my water shuts off. I gotta, I gotta know how, you know, it, <laughs> to, to keep it, going. Like, it also I helps go.
0: you Madison yeah. because again, right. There's an expansion to your worldview. Yeah. That's
1: absolutely. why
0: they talk about travel is so important because it exposes you to different people, different cultures. Um, in your in your medical journey, right, your journey to MD, it's it allows you being able to go away, you know, to, to Antigua and to mm. to study. It allowed you to, to to add another layer of empathy that folks oh, yeah. who here may not necessarily have immediately right they'll they'll develop it eventually because they're going to be exposed to different people as they work in the United States but you already you already a leg up because you've had that experience right so i like that there are different paths to the same journey to the same goal
1: yeah yeah definitely and and i'm grateful that i took the path that i took mm-hmm. and the things i was able to learn from that path just to shortly elaborate i won't talk your head off but mm-hmm. just to shortly elaborate just like even like we used to have to do hospital rotations in Antigua um, Mm -hmm. and just being at that hospital, just seeing the, just the size of the hospital alone to an Mm. average hospital here, like just take, just take that for what it is, just the size and infrastructure of the building to have one hospital on the island for everybody. You know what I mean? Like there, there's not technology, you know, they're not writing up people's patients codes and, Mm -hmm. you know, their handwriting stuff, you know, there's one doctor for each specialty, you know, it's right. just a lot more, it's a lot different than it is here. And sometimes a really you can, when you didn't see your doctor on time here, you couldn't even possibly imagine how long it took somebody in the emergency room to even see yeah. one doctor. And it's, they'd just be so lucky that that one doctor is an emergency medicine doctor. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's just different. And you, the things that we're taking for granted here, you're just able to see it at a different face value. You're, di- you're also able to see how things get done without, you know, high tech, you know, robots and everything, yeah, doing everything, yeah. like just getting back to the basics and like. Giving
0: you more transferable work. skills that Absolutely. when you start, right? Like when you become, when you start practicing, right. you're like, oh, this shutdown, don't worry, we have this workaround that we could do. Absolutely. And again, it gives you a leg up. So in a lot of ways, you know, shout out to mommy again, because sure. it's like, <laughs> who would have thought, right? Um, sometimes girl, you're not supposed to understand. That's okay. supposed to understand. I, I, I trust me. I, 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 I love it. Um, so you're back home now. And as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, when I called her to do the interview, like, hey, thinking about doing this interview, she's like, I'm in the library studying, with no problem. Uh, <laughs> what are some of your, um, along with studying, but mm-hmm. what are some of your other productivity hacks as you, you know, get yourself still in the mindset of keeping the information fresh? Oh, yeah. um,
1: I think a big hack
0: is having
1: people around you doing the same thing Mm. that keeps you productive in my opinion Mm -hmm. when you're alone it's very easy to slack off you know you kind of lack accountability Mm -hmm. when you're just doing things on your own but I find that still like facetiming my friends from from school Mm because I went to school out of the country so there's nobody like that I know that's you know in Long Island that I went to school with that I can just pick up and study with so I have to kind of reach out and make those connections with those people, keep it going to kind of like foster productivity within Mm -hmm. myself and and have other people hold me accountable, have people that I can study with, ask people for help. You know, it's something I'm still still to this day working on. Nice. Um, That's one one thing that I, I try to do, just reach out to other people and to keep me accountable um, another thing was just take a ton of breaks. I was re- really, really bad with breaks because mm-hmm. I'm a, like an all or nothing type of person. When I'm on, I want to be on. Yeah, and when I'm done, I just want to lay down. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the number one recipe to burn out. Like, let's just be real. Like, I would burn myself out trying to go for hours without a break because when I'm done, I just want to be done. Right. But that's just, not, that's just not what medicine is about. Like, mm-hmm. have bouts of productivity, take a break, go for a walk, exercise, do something and, and come back to it. Um, I was, I wasn't a big fan of that. Take a nap. Like, but oh, naps know, are,
0: naps are yeah, that was a,
1: that was another thing. Oh, nice. Um, the number one hack though is you got to keep God first. Like you have to pray. Like you're not in my opinion, like this, that's something that really helped me through mm-hmm. um, you need a foundation. You need a base. You need someone to turn to when there's nobody there. And that's what that was for me. Um, that's mm-hmm. what God was for me. And, yeah. that, and
0: um now just getting into you know you talk about your mom your dad you talk about your sisters Mm -hmm. um and they could possibly be the answer to this question but tell the people right who are the three most influential people in your life and how they impacted your journey so far and I feel like you've kind of answered this but um I want to give you a little time to just Mm kind of yeah. You know, yeah. share that, share that with the folks and, and, you know, tell them, tell the people who these people are to you.
1: Okay. So I'll start off with somebody. I, I don't think I mentioned so far. I think, right? mom. <laughs> um, no, I'll start off with my mom. Um, my mom was one of my biggest, um, inspirations for medicine. One because she was in the field of medicine, so she kind of just sparked my interest in. I saw her do it. Um, two, from a perspective of tenacity and drive, mm-hmm. like she does not lack any of that. Like she has that in her bones, and that's something I think I saw growing up. Mm-hmm. Like, she pushed us just to be the best that we could be in everything i'm talking about be the best <laughs> floor cleaner be the best sweeper mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it doesn't everything she just wanted us to be the best at it um and she, with her motivation and drive like i feel like that just kind of rubbed off on me mm-hmm. and she just cares so much for me and it just i don't know i just i just want to make her proud and that's just one of the
2: mm-hmm.
1: that's just one of the people that influence me the most um my mom um the second person I would say is, is definitely my dad. Mm-hmm.
2: Um
1: his his influence is more um he guides me. He he mm. guides me in every in everything that I do. Um there are times where I, I, I don't know I'm like, Dad, I, I don't understand. And I've even had to answer myself and say, you're not supposed to understand. Yeah. And I said, yeah, I'm not okay with that answer. So I said, let me call my dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he, he will put things into perspective for me. He has like this, just this wisdom. Yeah. And and he's able to just make things make sense sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, he, and he helps me to keep my faith first, which I think is, is so important. If mm. um, I had to think about one more person. Ooh
0: that that motivates
1: or what was it? you said it inspired me or
0: like yeah influential people influential in your life you know you talk about it um and we know you know your parents are and it's yeah as as rightly they should be but i
1: i think i think the last person isn't a person i think mm-hmm. it's a body i think it's the church okay and i i i know that sounds funny because it's not a person but i don't think anybody understands how much my church has Impacted and influenced me.
2: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: I think it's taught me things, but out even outside of faith, like it's taught me faith. It's taught me about God, but it's taught me about giving. It's Mm -hmm. taught me about serving. It's taught me about how that stuff is able to help you succeed in your respective careers. Mm -hmm. Service, especially, it taught me you know, you give, you give and you serve God and and he will make ways for you and he will provide for you. And, and I feel like without the church, I would never really learn that lesson. You know, Mm. I'm used to, you know, things being given to you and I want this and I want that. But there comes a time where you have to give of yourself and to him much is given, much is required. And that was just what was required of me, you know? Um, And I learned that through service, like you can be blessed as well. And I think that was, that was influential to me, not a person. No, I get you know, it, but you know what I mean—just like a body. Yes, yeah, yeah. so it, it taught me how to serve. Yeah, yeah. and I, that's a big part of the the career of medicine as well—service. And that's essentially what it is. So I feel like, you know, so,
0: so true. Yeah. So we have been chatting, and I I, I really love this um, conversation. As I'm sitting here listening to you, um, my heart is full i think it allowed me to get to know you a little better um i already knew you were just absolutely amazing um driven um but it it gave me a little bit more insight into you and i think whoever hopefully the hospital's in new york because you know we got to go to somebody you know but (laughs) you know whatever um whatever plans that God has for you, um, in this leap of faith journey, because it's a journey that still continues. Um, I am so extremely happy and proud of you. I just had to say it because I'm sitting yeah. here listening and I'm, I'm like, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm listening to this young woman and I'm so inspired. Um, and I, I love to learn. I love speaking to people it's something that i enjoy and i i always feel like it gives me an an additional insight into that person and as you're speaking i see your character and i'm so excited for you oh thank you (laughs) madison what's next for you
1: oh well you're still studying (laughs) you're still studying um, so I've completed two years already. So mm-hmm. I, I'm still headed on finishing those last two years, taking my boards, finishing the last two years, learning in hospitals, Kind of figuring out what specialty I want to head into. That's mm-hmm. like the next steps um, in in the in the next two years. Mm-hmm. Eventually, um, applying to residencies, mm-hmm. which is you know just hospitals, and that's basically I need a job. Um, somebody please choose me, <laughs> so I can. They will. Girls have yeah. knocking no,
0: knocking down the door. Right.
1: Hopefully <laughs> <laughs> that's the case. So you know, in the next two years, that'll be my process. Mm-hmm. And God's willing, matching into the hospital that. God wants me to be in and yeah. being a successful God fearing doctor in that respective place, you know? Um, hope to still be around my family,
0: hope to still be serving in my church. I mean, unless mama got another you know, inspiration, <laughs> yeah, I know. she sees no something If she's like don't worry madison, you're gonna be serving to I see you go in here but like, now, nah, girl. <laughs> no, I any more visions. I think I for
1: now. I, I can't take any more visions. But yeah. <laughs> that is that's, hilarious. Where, that's where I hope to be. You know? I love it
0: and I, I I believe that will happen for you with all my heart and thank it is you. my prayer for you um, Medicine, thank you so much for joining me um, it has been fun um, I, I can't stop smiling because I'm so excited <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited I love it um, please tell the audience uh, where they can find you so they can follow you along on your journey um, and if you want to just sign up with anything else you feel free go ahead
1: you can follow me on all socials, like Instagram, TikTok, at, at madison.tm. Okay. And I'll then- put it in
0: the show notes, guys, and I'll put it on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about that. I got you guys. Um, because I do believe that being able to follow Madison along on her journey is, is important. Madison.tm, you guys, you heard it. Follow her. And... um. I'm sure we'll be hearing again from you because your journey has not ended. No, oh, no, it has not. <laughs> you're just in the mid, you're in mid leap. Oh, I yeah. like that. Oh, mid leap. Mid leap. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. See, I told you it always comes. I told you it always comes. Um, Guys, I want to thank you guys so much for joining us on this Leap of Faith series. Uh, If you want to drop me a line, if you want to send a word of encouragement to Madison, letting her know that girl, you got this girl, you got to understand it. Get out of your own way. Yeah, Just keep telling her everything that she just said back in the podcast. (laughs) Feel free to drop me a line at talkswithpreepod at gmail.com. If you want to share your own leap of faith story, please feel free email me let me know uh you can follow the podcast on instagram at talks with free underscore pod um drop me a line say hello and uh, don't forget to rate the podcast leave a review tell us what you think uh i will say uh this episode will be you'll be able to see the episode on the talks with Brie, um youtube channel And also, if you're streaming on Spotify, if you stream your podcast on Spotify, the video recording will be available as well. Uh, Apple Podcasts got to get it together. (laughs) But you will definitely be able to see this on YouTube and on um, Spotify. Guys, I can't thank you enough for joining us. Madison, I can't thank you enough for being a guest on the show. Uh, Madison Millwood, y'all, (laughs) mid-leap. Folks, see, I told you. Folks, I am wishing you all an amazing week. And as you go through the week, don't forget uh, to be present. Take a moment to be present. Be still. Remember where you are and appreciate where you have been. This is Sabrina and my guest, Madison Millwood, signing out until next time. Bye, guys.